Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm Weir Redder. Also joining us is Evgeny. Hi, I'm Argent, and I have a whole lot of opinions. It, today, spicy. Like also, three. Three? three wow. Three, you can count them. Uh, also joining us is Grace. Hey, I'm the Gator Girl. And lastly, we have David. I am Windrunner, and I disagree with Arjun's opinions. <laughs> Before you even hear him. We fight. We fight. No, no, no. Stop peeking the microphone, Argent. Uh, <laughs> and I'm Chaos, and today we have brand new Cosmere. It's November. We finally get new stuff. The drought is over, and November's gonna be insane. <laughs> What was our last Cosmere release? White Sand Volume 3. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was so huge. So, so what was the last Cosmere release? <laughs> what, what, what was the last one we that made an impact? Oathbringer. Oathbringer? It was Oath, like, I think. Yeah. Oathbringer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because Oath- 2018, we just had Skyward. Yeah. Uh, but Skyward well, used to be Cosmere. So basically already <laughs> no, there. No, so. we, so we, we kind of, we kind of got, the Traveler in 2018, didn't we? Oh yeah, yeah that was 2018. Like, that's true. But that's I do love a, non, really. a non-canon, that unfinished that, that, short that, that, story. It was exciting. You could. It's, not, it's get, interesting, but it's not like. Yeah. Anyway, Don Shard's out. Uh, Don Shard went out to backers. Uh, we're recording this the Sunday after it went out to backers, and this episode is going to come out sometime in the next week, but apparently Donchard is probably coming out to non-backers on Tuesday, probably. Uh, and maybe that is now where you are currently. Yeah, the book has been submitted to Amazon and Apple Books as of the time of this recording, and you can pre-order it as of the time of this recording. Uh, so it's just up to how long it takes Amazon and Apple to approve the submission cool and, there, and there's not going to be an audio version for any time in the like near future or the eventually. version yeah yeah it's yeah. going to be a while but uh we yeah. got to talk about it now because it's crazy but before we do that short bit of news there's another book that's coming out on november 17th really? yeah uh called called rhythm of war uh and you can name for you can you can watch my review of it on this channel and it has gotten a lot of views and i'm like that's a lot of views uh also apparently people uh someone felt that i sounded like a chain smoker there because i'm croaky and i guess uh but like it's better than david so you know it's fine Um, you drink your jugs of water eric i will i will hydrated i got got two of them i've been drinking so much water cheers hey at least it's not that time where you have a two liter of coke that is like all right i'm ready for the show that is how all the great singers prepared before their songs that's also also on november 17th a promised land by barack obama and Tasha's oh. Cauldron of Everything. Oh, yeah, Tasha's Cauldron D&D, is coming out that day. D&D I'm very excited about that. There, there's also a new Guild Wars 2 patch, and I'm like, guess who's not playing that patch on patch day? <laughs> it's like, not me. Also, if we're, if we're talking news, we should mention that uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, uh, go look at our map timeline thing. Oh, yeah, really yeah, cool. yeah, right. Yeah, that, that's right. new. Wow, that was like a week ago, and I'm like, wow, I can't even remember that. Uh, yes, mm. the map timeline is also very cool and that also got an absurd amount of views Mm -hmm. uh this is a busy month and 
for this Dawn Chart episode, we are going to have two episodes, not just one episode, two episodes. So, yeah, we we got stuff to talk about. And if you've read it, then you probably already know what the second one's going to be about. So we're going to do some spoiler free reactions. But uh, for sp- spoiler policy, this is going to be uh, full Cosmere spoilers, but not Rhythm of War spoilers because Grace hasn't read any of them. So if you haven't read part one, you're totally fine. Let's let's talk about our overall thoughts uh, of this novella. Ian, what'd you think? Objectively, it is a very, very good book. There is a small petty part of me that is very annoyed by this book because oh. there are certain things that happened in this book that are very similar to ideas I had for mm-hmm. like my own stories. Oh yeah, and Brandon's done that before on my ideas for things. And I'm yeah. just like, yeah. Oh, great. Now all of my players are going to think I copied Brandon. Yeah, that's... Oh, well, it's still a cool idea. I'm gonna I, I was going to name a god in my series Dominion, and it's like, oh, is crap. This, is this plans for your D&D campaign, Ian? Is that what you're talking uh, about? Yes, it would be. Hmm. And I will not go into more detail. <laughs> I am I am one of the players, which is why. Ah, yes. <laughs> yep. Evgeny, what did you think of Don Shard? Um, I thought that... It, it it was it was fine, right? I've I've read the book twice now, and the first time was all right. This is okay. This is fun. This is fine. This is fun. Oh my god, what is going on? Yep, yep. <laughs> and then I kind of picked up my brain from the walls and the ceiling where it had splattered after yep. it exploded. Yep, right. Mm-hmm. And I I read it again, and I don't know if this is a controversial opinion, but I felt like up until the the mind-blowing part of of the novella it's actually not that exciting like there's some fun and neat character moments Mm -hmm. um and interactions but nothing like revelatory right nothing spicy um which which might be fine like for for a book of this size but a lot of the the story is being on a ship and they're going to Amia. That's 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 the thing. And so you're on a ship for a lot of it. I, I thought it was interesting for sure, but like I, I don't think everything needs to be mind blowing all the time, right? There's only so many that you can I, I guess you know, I don't know. Yeah, if if I can just follow up real quick. I guess the reason this feels different to me is because I'm so used to Brandon books being seeded with foreshadowing from very early on. Mm. And so when I go and reread a Brandon novel, I'm like, oh, we are 20% in and we're now getting hints for something that's going to happen, you know, near the end of the book. And, and yeah, they're, they're minor hints and they're not things you can pick up uh, on during a first read. But on the second read, it's kind of like, it's not even an Easter egg. It's a little nod from Brandon. Uh, and I didn't really get more than like one of those in this book. Hmm. I feel like it'd be fair. harder to set up for this story though. You know what I mean? Like, cause Perhaps. it's kind of, it takes such a right turn right at the end. It's hard to be like, Oh, we're going to foreshadow everything this time. You know, yeah. but yeah, yeah, you're probably, yeah, I definitely had a slower first half though. Yep. Grace, what did you think? Um, I loved this book. This is like my first Cosmere in like three years. So I know, I know, I know. In a drought, it, it like satisfied the thirst. I think I, I actually really liked the beginning. I thought it had a lot of fun character moments, but it also like 
worked as just to me a really interesting and fun kind of like psychological thriller horror build up mm-hmm. and it was it was just yeah I, I really love this book and then obviously the ending was just just wow but David what do you think yeah like I, I won't like I'll, I'll say the same thing about the ending which was definitely like the highlight of the story where you're kind of like oh okay Brendan wanted to do some stuff like similar in a similar way that I think about Mistborn Secret History, where it's kind of like for people who are really into the Cosmere, like this is for you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so that was awesome. Uh, and I also, as an avowed Lopin hater, did not hate Lopin in this. Yep, I Lopin thought is that he it. was pretty good and had some lines that made me laugh out loud, which has not happened in books. That's true. That is true. He did make me laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like all in all, I thought it was pretty good. Maybe like similar in quality to Edge Dancer, I would say. I think I liked it a bit more than Edge Dancer because this had more of the mystery because like going to Amia, like like it, it's it's just more compelling than like Tashik, mm-hmm. right? Like <laughs> as a setting, like it Edge Dancer was really cool, like when Lyft was like, ah oh, yeah, I'm gonna chase Nail and like Zeth's there, and it's like, all right, oh I'm in. That's that's cool stuff. But you know, it's going to Amia. We've we've been waiting to go to Amia long time so like i'm into that uh but i thought the ship parts were uh i don't know it was a very easy read like it, it yeah. flowed really quick yeah i i do have a fondness for nautical fantasy so the beginning chunk of this book i quite enjoyed and i think the character is really good mm-hmm. uh yeah a lot of character development of minor characters that we haven't seen too much yeah, like I, I don't think Rissen had like a huge character arc. Like it was, I think there was a lot of time spent with her character, but I don't know that mm-hmm. she changed all that much over the course of it. Aside from just getting a little more confidence and being able to, you know, I don't want to. I'm still trying to stay out of spoilers, so I guess I'll should, stop. Should, should but, we should we know. stop spoiler free part now? <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> this is hard. Yeah. I, I did a spoiler yeah. free review. That was so hard to do for Rhythm of War because it just sounds like kind of vague general. Yeah, like, no, it, it, is. Really it is. It was good. good. Yeah. yeah, I do have one more spoiler free point that uh-huh. I I I can bring up here, and that is that. So this is more of a general Brandon point, but it comes especially true in this one, in that. In many ways, I play life on the easiest difficulty possible. Okay. Uh, and I am I am sheltered from trauma and sure. in issues in all sorts of ways. And so one of the ways, in fact, one of the main ways that I get to experience people with experiences different, like vastly different from my own, such as somebody who's wheelchair bound, is through Brandon's books. Because I for the most part, don't know many people with with such experience. And so much like Kaladin gave me certain insights into depression, these recent chapters, and to an extent the Lopen chapters as well, are giving me a much appreciated insight into what it is to live this this life. Um, and and hopefully they're teaching me things that I can take into my own life. And so that if I ever do meet somebody like that, uh, I can be a, well, not a jerk. Better human. <laughs> Learning Better more human. about humans and things. Yep. I I would agree. I I thought the character development, like, yeah, it, I guess Rissen doesn't have a giant arc, but it. But you don't always need it. 
not every character needs an arc. Like in Elantris, like Rayodin doesn't really have an arc. Like she yeah. does For overcome some... things. And... Yeah, yeah, she like she uses her her skills in a satisfying way to overcome conflicts, which is all like yep. that's yep. interesting to what read no matter what. So yep. she has an external arc rather than an internal arc. Yeah. Yep. But like reading about her was was very interesting and her character conflicts now. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I think for me, like I know some of the others were talking about the character and some of the other people here have said like the beginning was kind of like not as good. But like I personally like found myself relating to Risen a lot. And I think if you're someone who does relate to Risen, like you will find this beginning like super interesting personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It definitely gave you more of a feel for her injury than Oathbringer did. Because Oathbringer, like there mm-hmm. was there was some, and then it's just like, ah, now the plot happens right now. <laughs> and stuff yeah. is happening. Mm-hmm. So like this, we we got to take our time and more like be in her head before like crazy stuff happens. So that that was nice. Mm-hmm. How about we stop speaking super vaguely? So if you haven't read it, go go read it. Because we we, we got to talk about stuff. So we're going to be doing spoilers. And, uh, you, you know, the the book's called Dawn Shard. So, yeah, that, that, that's in it. So, yeah, if you know what, if you vaguely know what a Dawn Shard is, this book is very exciting. If you don't remember what Dawn Shards are... Well, you might. It, I think it does have a little bit of that secret history flavor, uh, because my mom read secret history and she's like, "I don't know what the hell's happening. Like, I don't know. I don't know what any of this stuff is." It's like, okay. It's like I love it. So let let's let's dig in uh, to to the characters. Uh, and I mean, we got we got to start with Rissen, and Rissen was I, I felt she was very interesting to read about, and it was so cool, like getting her like Fabriel chair. Uh, her interactions with the crew were like really nice. Uh, and just like seeing that interaction and seeing her like be a leader of the ship, that was really nice. Yeah, I was a big fan of how she didn't get tricked by Nickley, and she just immediately yes. like she was, she was oh, on it. Yes. She went, like she didn't fall for it. Like it was obvious what he was doing, and she yep. was like, "Nope, I got you." Which mm-hmm. like makes sense. It's like ah, oh, Nickley is like trying to throw a cord under the bus. It's like it's probably not the villain here. Like yeah. uh, rocks, rocks, daughter. This is not not the villain. And then Rissa's yeah. like, "Nope, get out of here." I know. I kind of wonder if this is Nickley's first time taken out of ship, being the twenty fourth sleepless, and he's just not particularly good at it yet because he seems like he's a little suspicious. I mean, he also just like seems to like them. Like he's like, I don't really want to kill them. Like they're yeah. just like nice people, and yep. if I can scare them away, I will. Like, yep. I liked that we got to see her doing merchant tea thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, she spent years training under Vistum, and then we get to see. Yeah. Her putting those lessons into action. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I loved the chapter on, like, tradition and, like, ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, tradition versus regulation. Yeah, tradition, tradition versus, versus regulation. regulation. I was just like, this is just such an interesting way to write a, a mm-hmm. chapter. And, like, it, it really, like, even though it's, like, slow, but it's like, it, that, that fits mm-hmm. for Rissen. And then we get to go to Eurotheru and have Risen talk with Navani. I was like, yes, yeah. excellent. Navani, the best Stormlight yes. character. That's why this <laughs> as, book as, is so yes, highly ranked. You're you're not biased at all. As someone who uh, has not read like any of the Rhythm of War preview chapters, when they were like, oh yeah, I went to like talk to Queen Navani of Eurotheru, I just went like immediately, just like what? 
like queen of funny of erythrum oh yeah that would be a shocker wouldn't it yeah yeah that was that was definitely i was taken aback by that comment i was like people i'm guessing people who are familiar with rhythm of war preview chapters were not surprised by that but i most definitely was um i think there's somebody on reddit actually because yeah brandon did a few annotations and then those turned into an impromptu q a yeah. with like a hundred questions um i think somebody else was also confused yeah. by this um and and brandon did have to clarify that um yeah, no, in, in the time since the ending of Altbringer, Yasna has become queen of Alethkar, uh, but Dalinar and Navani are king and queen of Urethiru, which is a separate kingdom, and that's how we are moving away from the whole high king business. And yeah. and yes, it is weird having an Alethi be the king king and queen of Urethiru, but Yasna, queen of Alethkar. Yeah, but it, and it's, I think he had the line also, it's like, Dalinar had to have a title, otherwise everybody else in the coalition would be like, when is he going to seize power? Like mm. there this is part must be a plot. Mm. Yeah, that 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 is interesting, Grace. Uh were there any yeah. other moments like that to you? I think that was the main one. Um everything else was pretty like, okay, like pretty clearly like from where it was left off in there was, I think there might have been like a moment in Erythiru where they mentioned like her dad being part of a coalition under the Alethi or something kind of in passing, but I don't really when when the Reshi people were like, oh, all the Vorans have like come together united or something like, and they mentioned her dad in that hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I guess the only up. thing that's are really connected with the the cast of characters is like being in your theater right it's like yeah, otherwise well, we're, we're going off on a, another adventure right and it's always fun to return to a setting after like a long like a, you know like when you get back to like the next installment of a movie or something you're like oh we're back here so it did feel nice to see erythero again yeah and also to see it from an external yeah. viewpoint someone that <laughs> yeah. isn't part of the, the ruling faction yeah Yep, I, I totally agree. I, I did enjoy that one of Risen's first reactions to Yuri Thiru was, how are the lower floors not getting crushed by the ones above? I know, that, that was that was nice. I, I like that. There, there's a few uh, meta jokes uh, in in this that if you've been in the fandom a long time, uh, like with confusing Dawn Shards with Honor Blades, I felt that was yeah. really <laughs> hilarious because like, that was a yeah. very common thing that happened in the fandom. And I think still oh, yeah. does. Like, 17 Shard... If you're on this Discord, you probably don't make that mistake, but uh, there's kind of a lot of mystical objects on Roshar, so it kind of makes sense. It's not like we knew a lot about Dawn Shards before, despite our Dawn Shard prediction podcast, which we did a lot and we didn't know much. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need we to talk a again. lot. We No, never. no, that's never happened. I, I loved get, getting back to Rissen. I love just seeing her like with the Fabrial chair, like moving around and feeling that uh, mm-hmm. joy of mobility. I, I I was just like thinking that at some point we need to see Rissen, you, you know, like in Guardians of the Galaxy where Thanos comes in and he's not just on this floating chair. Rissen needs to do that eventually. Just be on a giant floating chair like that. Yeah, no, she needs to Professor Exit. Yeah, 100%. One of the scenes I really liked was like one of the first scenes where like she's on the floating chair and like dragging herself along the railing. And it's like, 
the sailors are acting weird and she's like oh like they must think must be annoyed that i'm in the way and then she realizes like oh wait no they're cheering me on yeah yeah and it was just so nice uh like their resolution with the captain right where Mm -hmm. the captain says oh yeah you you wouldn't let like any of the crew die like you that was unacceptable Mm -hmm. to you and it's just like the respect there uh it was it was very interesting reading about the the politics of Thalen ships and just like how that works. I was like, oh yeah, because I was like super bummed. It's like, oh, Rissen doesn't get to give commands, but that kind of makes sense that you have an experienced person be the actual captain, like when yeah. you're going through <laughs> storms and, I, and stuff. So I I thought it was definitely interesting when she was like like no like I was a brat who like complained constantly and now I'm like being put in charge of them and they're just like not having it like they're they're doing yeah. what they have to but they like they like knew that I didn't earn this position like and yeah, that's I the great it, thing with this I think it's easy to f- like forget that about Risen too because we didn't really see too much of her being like she was a little bit snobby in that way of King's interlude yeah. but like by the time we saw her in Words of Radiance she was like. A pretty solid person you know yeah. she wasn't she wasn't like whining as they were going up the tie or anything mm-hmm. yeah. but but it, it was just great to have her earn that respect and feel like yeah she does mm-hmm. deserve this ship which like that's kind of the character arc that's like ah uh, yes mm-hmm. she she was really lucky to get this ship but she does still deserve it mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. earning that and that was really cool she she proved her abilities as a merchant and negotiator by the end. Just a bit. A little bit, yep. So why don't we talk about Lopin? Now, uh, I know a lot of people like Lopin, but uh, I know I don't find him very... I haven't found him funny historically. Wow, Lopin wasn't awful in this. He was a little abrasive at first, but I loved Calden just being like... <sighs> Lopin, why? <laughs> and I was just like, "Thank you, Kaladin. Thank yeah. you." <laughs> that was Kaladin gave voice to a lot of fans in that moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me. Me. Kaladin, and later on, uh, his cousin Huo. Huyo. I don't know how to pronounce. I say Huyo, Huyo but Huyo. Yeah. I say Huyo. It's H U. Who? Well, I guess it's I U at the end. I U. <laughs> It's, There's definitely an O in there, right? It's, oh, it's an O. No, it's an O. That's right. Yes. yes. No, Kuyo. I was right. I was right. Yeah. Uh, him, him at the end. Also. Oh, yes. Mm. Like, Lopin wasn't totally insufferable. Like, what what'd you guys think of Lopin? Yeah, so I didn't have many thoughts on, on Risen other than the insight on being disabled. But with Lopin, Lopin was really interesting to me because um, I've never really liked him um his brand of humor never really fit me and i've never really liked these kind of um jokester characters uh it's it's the same issue i have with wayne right in retrospect having read this novella his scene at the end of oathbringer where he finally swears the second ideal should have been a bit of a giveaway that there is more to him than meets the eye yeah. Uh, the fact that he sits down with the soldier who is battle shocked um, and is trying to like bring some cheer back yeah. to him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that should have been an insight, but I think I, I glanced over that until I read this novella and finally got to see Lopin through his own eyes, right? And it is I, I always I always give 
high credit to people who try their best to be good, even if what it actually comes out is crap. Um, like I, I feel, I feel strong sympathy for characters like that. And Lopin is exactly this kind of character. He, now that we've seen his POV, he wants to help people. He wants to cheer people. He wants to make their lives better. It's just that he's kind of bad at it. And, and kind of annoying and actually, at it at and, times. And, well, yeah, a, a lot of times annoying, sometimes hurtful, yeah. as, as his cousin tells him. And so it felt really nice to not only see who you call him out on this, but also see Lope and realize that, oh, no, he's actually right. I am doing these things. I'm going to make an effort to not do that anymore. And the fact that the Stormfather accepted this as his ideal means that he's actually being honest with himself. Now, yeah, right. whether, whether that will happen is a big question mark. Uh, but I think, I think we can rely on him at least genuinely trying mm-hmm. to, to be more empathetic. that's the good things about that being his oath is like if he doesn't there are consequences yeah hopefully yeah hopefully he really commits to that personality change for ruid's sake well i mean (laughs) i i think he's very sincere like i loved that third ideal swearing like yeah because i i I can't say before this i was looking forward to lopen really i was like oh no lopen on an avia trip like uh but like him saving the people as they're going through the storm, I was like, okay, yeah, makes sense. Lopin's earning his keep. That was great. Uh, and Huyo getting the shard blade first, swearing the ideal person, and Lopin's like, no, I gotta, I gotta do, I gotta do better than this. Uh, like that was just really nice, and yeah. I really liked it actually yeah. yeah i will protect people even from myself is like <laughs> no. such a great deal to me yeah um and and that moment when when they were sitting in the boat together and lopen was just kind of like so so you like looked at me when you said that <laughs> that was great yeah. you hate me like um so i i do love his swearing the third ideal but my favorite lopen moment in this book was actually earlier on when he was joking around with Risen about like her disability. I was thinking about this, and yeah. Rushu says something along the lines of like, she shouldn't have to joke around about that to make other people more comfortable. And yeah, Lopin says, like, you're right, she shouldn't. And Rushu thinks like he's saying like he's agreeing with her when like he's saying something in completely different. There's depth yep. there. And like he gets it more yep, than yeah. Rushu thinks yep. she does. That conversation that, that is a very good scene. Mm-hmm. My favorite Lopin line was when he says, conquering people is the Alethi primary cultural heritage. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was genuinely yeah. hilarious. Yeah, like that, that, was, <laughs> that was a real laugh moment. That was, that was so yeah. good. We are putting that yeah. on the Alethkar article on the Compromise, 100%. <laughs> that is too good. It's so true. While we're on the topic of Lopin, there there was one thing about him that I did not like. <laughs> okay, in this yep. Block. Mm-hmm. And that was the uh, thing with Cord. I was yep. not a fan. Nothing. Uh, there was, was nothing. Like, I mean, like he he was like attracted to Cord and was like trying to impress her as like, but like in the way like a middle school boy would try to impress a girl. 
And like, I just, I just didn't see it at all between them. It's like the least interesting possible relationship to me of like the people on that crew, like Cord and Risen more interesting because you have the like bodyguard, like she's the one who knows Risen's secret, like that could be interesting. You've got like Risen and Lupin, like they have that commonality. There was the scene between them when they were joking around together, like that could be interesting. I mean, like, there was that one random sailor who thought Lopin's jokes were funny. Like, that could be an interesting relationship. I don't know. I just I just don't see Cord and Lopin together, and his his antics around her kind of annoyed me. Yeah. I, I, Although I did feel like she felt the same way as you. And was kind of like, <laughs> that's I don't know true. about this guy. That's true. That's, that's, that is kind of what it sounded like. And I, I do love characters being like, oh my god, Lopin. It's like, ah, oh, that, that just speaks to me when Rushu was like, no, don't make fun of uh Arissa and I was like thank you Rushu also Rushu amazing we'll, we'll talk more about her but mm-hmm. just the best I don't think Kurt's gonna go with Lopin like yeah no I, it, I don't it think it'll go anywhere but like if if I read Rhythm of War and it's like there are a couple now I'm gonna be pretty <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be justified no I don't I don't think like yeah yeah there was a little bit of that but I don't think this novella was really like shippy in any way I mean, I mean, it's kind of the most shippy book Brandon has ever written. <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> to be fair, the most ship. Uh, Vondersail okay, is but, a more interesting but, ship than Lord uh, Lopen Cord. That's a fact. That, that's yeah. It's got yeah. Fabrials. Yeah, that is definitely we, a more interesting ship. To- totally unrelated. Did we ever see those ballista get fired? No. Ah, <laughs> I thought I was like, oh, are we going to see those? I was like, no, they weren't. So that better happen. And if we they better see like, the ship go through a high storm at some point, because they were like, oh, yeah, we trained to go through a high storm. I'm like, whoa, that sounds awesome. What? They should have like shot the the fake Santhid with the ballista to like when they were going to tow it in. That would have been fun. <laughs> the other Lopin thing that really showed me that there was more depth to his character where he was like giving he was like giving his pay to relatives who helped him when he was mm-hmm. uh, in hard times. And I really liked that because I, I, I guess my problem with Lopin is he just feels too stereotypically like a Mexican stereotype. And so like, it's nice having the family matter. Like I loved his conversations with Julio. Like it, it was just really nice to see his joking about cousins and family is like, that is actually very important to him. And it's not just mm-hmm. him like, oh yeah, my cousin over there. Yeah. Like, yeah. So and one of those minor linguistic someone... note. Yeah. Oh. It's like I love that like all the different cousin, like there there's multiple words for cousins yeah. in her. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I, I actually didn't realize this until you just mentioned this now, but in in my native language, in Bulgarian, there are different words for brother and older brother. Hmm. Okay. Um. And and so that is now something I can say that I relate to a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's really cool. That's interesting. The and the other fun thing with Lopin's like little family pay thing is that one of not fun, but one of the names of the people that he's paying for is one of his cousins who died in Words of Radiance in that oh, final battle. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, Rod. 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 That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very important. Yes. Died to Prashendi arrows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh. Uh, I do have one more thing that is related to Lopen, but not specifically to him. Sure. And that is uh, another word of Brendan about the third ideal of the Windrunners. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. During that Q&A, people were uh, uh, trying to understand better how, how that third ideal works, right? Because obviously we've seen Kaladin, we've seen Teft, uh, we've now seen 
Huyo and Lopen. So Q10 Fnatic asks about the third idea of the Windrunners and is it about protecting those you hate or is it more broadly about going against your instincts slash wants in order to protect others better? Uh, and Brandon confirms that it's more along the lines of the second bit. Okay. Uh, it's essentially, I'll get rid of my caveats about those I protect. Sure. Uh, okay. And we're going to see more examples later on in the books as we see even more drun- more Windrunners level up. I do love yeah. the variants of the Oaths. That's really interesting. It's definitely like more variants to that third ideal than I thought there was. From yeah. based on like you know based on the way Kaladin swore it. So that's that is interesting. It seems like those generally are just a little more flexible. It, yeah, it I, always bothered me a little bit that both Kaladin and Teft were like their third ideals were so tied to hatred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I will protect <laughs> those who cannot protect themselves, and then some hatred related caveat right hey they're removing the odium they're removing the yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, that, that always that always felt so forced to me uh so so this this feels a lot more natural like yeah just protect people man yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i do wish we got the exact phrasing of huyo's oath yeah because like, i don't think it's it's not like he doesn't hate lupin nope so it's not going to be the same phrasing as Kaladin's. No. But like, what is it exactly? Yeah, it could be something like even those... Who are really who annoying. Inferior. Yeah, like annoying as crap. Or like, yeah. those who cause me pain. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There was also mention of uh, Sigzil, I think, was the one they mentioned as also mm. having gotten a blade. Yep. Mm. Yep. 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 And I think we, we don't have an ult for him. Another thing I I picked up on having not read Rhythm of War. Yeah, they mentioned Kaladin, Teft, and Sig as the three with shard blades. Yeah. I think Brandon said that this was three months after Oathbringer. Uh, I think that was the word of Brandon. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I want to say two, but something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, not not like shortly before Rhythm of War. More near to the end of Oathbringer. So yeah. that that's cool. Uh, we should probably just talk about Huyo because that, it's, it's right there. The man of the hour. Seriously, though. Oh, he's so great. Yes. Yes. Most shocking, like, reveal. I know. Like, arguably more shocking than the Dawn Shard reveal. Yeah, we will talk about Dawn Shard, but it'll probably be the later episode. Just so, just so but, you know, listeners. Like, my jaw dropped, like, and then remains dropped for the entire rest of that chapter. So good. Because it's like, th- that's a trope. It's like the, like, seemingly dumb character that's actually like super smart yep. but the way brennan plays it it doesn't feel tropey yeah it like it just it reads good like it's awesome he's he's just bad with languages and he, he's he's mm-hmm. really smart and he and rushu like they had a uh, a moment where they were like really excited about the the span read mm-hmm. thing and that allowed the floating chair to work and it was just really <laughs> cool Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that he wasn't. It wasn't like he was like a secret scientist. Like he was just a guy who like taken about taking apart clocks and just was like a natural curiosity. Yeah, and you know it was more, just kind of very of cool. Tinkerer. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe. Yeah, I. Jess was telling me that she was like, 
he's wasted being a windrunner. He should be a dustbreaker to, to like take yeah. things apart and put them uh, back together. I was like, oh yeah, you're you're kind of you're you're kind of right in a yeah. sense. Uh, some somebody actually did ask about that on Reddit, but Brandon raffled him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, the the radiant quiz. Maybe he had a high dustbringer and a high windrunner, and it's just yeah. like, ah, oh, he found the windrunner's friend first. So it's like, any yeah. are valid. Yeah, I think yeah, like stuck with Kaladin. Yeah, the, the same way Kaladin, I think, could have been a really good edge dancer. You know, or you just kind yeah, of that's, like, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. That, mm-hmm. But I, 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 also, I think it was one of the annotations, or it might have been a while. Like talking about his inspirations for Huyo. Yeah, that was really it, interesting. It, it was like he once had like a taxi driver. Yeah. From Pakistan. I don't remember. I think Pakistan. I think I Pakistan, think. yeah. Um, who was a professor there, mm-hmm. but moved here and there's like credentials was, didn't have as good a grasp on the language. Mm. So it's like people underestimated him, didn't accept his training. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's that's, great. That's another another story I relate very strongly mm-hmm. to because my father was also a professor and a, a kick-ass electrical engineer. But mm-hmm. when he came to the states, he was at like fifty, and mm-hmm. English not not his thing. And so, like, mm-hmm. he knows his stuff like super. Like he he not only fixes but also like improves things uh around the house all the time but like his education doesn't count in the states his um yeah his his knowledge doesn't count like he he needs to take exams and the exams he needs to understand and that's not with the english right yeah exactly yeah yeah so it's uh guy delivers pizzas now well that's that's really sad but it's really interesting reading about Huyo just seeing that mm-hmm. because he really didn't have that much of a character is like ah is the cousin who's bad with Alephi yeah. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's all we knew I was I always know. kind of unimpressed with that just where I was kind of like okay like these are Lopin's cousins that we're not going to put any effort into characterizing but and so like, I'm glad that we got a little we got the novella yeah. that characterizes and it's, it's so I- important Breakout star. I, I love all of Rio. I love all of his moments, but I think my favorite one was when he was like, I don't understand you, even when you are speaking Herdazian. I don't know why everyone <laughs> thinks I do. And, and I think one of the other reasons why I liked him so much is that his dialogue is just totally different from Lopin. And because it's mm-hmm. easy in the main cast, it's like, ah, this is our token Herdazian from this culture. So it's really nice seeing a different Herdazian who's totally different and that that also helps the stereotype problem that I had. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah. that's nice. It's like that that was another great thing in this book is the the language differences. Cause like yeah. we got that with Theo. We also got that with Korn. Yeah. 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 It's like the scene where it's like um Risen like does this work better in Vaden? Like Cord's reaction she was, was like, like, "Holy crap!" Speak oh. Yeah, it's like that it was, was like, so that good. Instantly changes her character. Yeah, because like now we get to see like Cord like in a more truer light, not through the lens of like Language not difference. understanding Alethi. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That moment and the one where Risen was just going back and forth along the railing with her new chairs mm-hmm. like those two moments are just warmed my heart it was I know. 
it was like the joy these characters were feeling was so you could you could feel it you could touch it It yeah like like even though the ship parts aren't like incredible like there's so much great character moments and it's like I love Huyo. Like I, I, I love Cord. It's like no, don't mess with them. <laughs> and like honestly, I don't kind of like Lupin now. It's weird. I still don't find his <laughs> jokes mostly funny. But like, hey, Brandon got me to laugh. Okay, that's rare with him. Mm-hmm. But I, I think with Lupin for me, it's going to be the fact that I now know that at least he's trying. Like he's coming from from a good place. Yeah. Um, and it's just that the delivery is failing. Um, yeah. It's also going to be really interesting to see how Huyo progresses yeah. further on. Um, yeah. But also, he was, wasn't he the one who like fixed Rock's drink back in Ulfgringer? I don't know. Yeah. Like, wasn't he the cooking I, assistant? I, he he I, put I, that... I, was it him? Oh, no, yes, it was! I, I, yeah. I looked up his copper mine page after finishing <laughs> Dawnshard. And... Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Rock yeah, was like, here... That was like the main ration that his page is based off yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he was like, here, don't don't do anything to this. And and he was like, No, I will do a thing to this drink, and then the drink gets better. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah like, what that's are you right. doing? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's he right. was just like yeah. a nerd who likes tinkering with it yeah. and is exasperated <laughs> with his cousin. And I love him. Eric can attest while reading. I sent him I sent a message that was like, I have a new Cosmere crush now. Yeah. And, like, and just like oh, Yeah, it, it's great. And honestly, it's kind of cool seeing a windrunner do that. Like even though, like, maybe a better order fits, but, like, I like seeing the diversity in the Windrunners. Like, I think that's really important and cool. And he was, like, doing the ship stuff, too. Like, he was just doing any task, anybody, like, yeah. like remember he was untangling that rope, and they're like, yeah. this is not a task for a Radiant. He's like, like oh, no big care. deal. Yeah. You know? That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Cord, because uh, we, we, we touched on her. Cord's uh, super cool. Like, a s- mm-hmm. Especially when she tricks or attempts to trick Nickley at the end and just has this like long thing is we have no idea what that means. What the hell's the bow of ours? No clue. It's not it's not Rock's shard bow thing. But mm-hmm. uh I was like, oh man, what the and hell's then, up like, that? Her reaction when she realizes like Nickley like has no idea what she's talking about. She's just like <laughs> She's like she's like, I, oh, okay. And then she's like Never mind. No one talk about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, like I, I, I imagine this is very much like if if somebody were to run into like a real vampire and they do the whole, they throw garlic at him, they do the cross, they do all the things. <laughs> oh the yeah, like, like in the mummy, you know that guy who's just yeah. like oh, whipping out the different things. Yeah. Uh, uh? <laughs> but her character motivations were really interesting too, and it was really interesting hearing mm. Rissen evolve because Cord's like I want treasure and then Rissen's like oh no you need weapons to defend your homeland and I mean yeah. the shards are treasure so you kind of need yeah. those it, w- yeah. it was an astute observation on Cord's side to realize that yeah even though we are allied with the Alethi they do have a cultural heritage <laughs> yeah yeah Cord was just such a great character like all of the characters were really good they were, there were a lot of good character story. moments it's, it, yeah yeah kind of funny the most least memorable one is Rissen but I was still satisfied but it's maybe just because I was so surprised about Cord and Huyo well we already knew the most about Rissen you know like everyone else is kind of like almost a brand new character we got to meet that's kind of true yeah yeah I described uh uh Don Shard as all of these minor characters go on an adventure to Amia together and we like learn more about and start to love all of them 
The one thing that I did like seeing from Cord 2 was her the contrast in her thoughts about Rock and kind of like his belief in the Unkalaki traditions. Like yeah. Rock very clearly believe like holds to that whole birth order thing and his belief that he has some sort of undefined consequence for protecting Kaladin and Cord is just like I don't care. Nope, like I don't care about that. Like we have these are my concerns that I have and I'm going to get shards and protect my homeland and it's okay. Like I'll do what he won't do. It's it's making the horn eaters less homogenous because ah different yeah. horn eaters yeah. feel differently and that's also great. Mm-hmm. And I love Rock, but it was cool to see someone be like, "No, he's wrong." You know. Yeah. Well, while we're on the topic of Rock, I love at the beginning that the explanation of why he couldn't go is like, no, his anniversary is next week. Like, he can't go on this mission. <laughs> it's yeah. true. It's true, though. I, I also really liked the conversation with Cord, where she's talking about, like, coming down from the peaks and, like, finding out the world is terrifying, but also f- realizing, like, she likes that. Like, it, yeah, like, that, that she likes the her. adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the the smallest and kind of most low key, but also very like defining moments for Cord mm-hmm. is the scene near the end when the sleepless come up on the ship, mm-hmm. and and this is terrifying. And like Risen is trying to just pull her legs up the chair because yeah. there are bugs everywhere, and and like. Cord does something like yells something to distract the sleepless and just grabs Risen and, and jumps into work. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this kind of like she doesn't freeze. She comes up with a plan. It's decisive mm-hmm. action. She grabs her friend to try to, like, I guess, I don't know if they would be friends at this point. They've known each other for a few weeks, but you know, whatever. They're friends but, after like, the end of this. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> at least. But it's, it's just like she, she's decisive and she and she takes action yeah and i love that she's like never worn shard play before but it's our one chance and we're just gonna <laughs> yeah. see what happens and she just like straight up says no to nickley at the end it's like no i cannot do that and they're like oh wait what and she's like i gotta train man like I, i'd be terrible at it now and they're like okay yeah that's actually oh yeah that makes point. Sense. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's like, question yeah if cord were to become a radiant what order do you think she would be? Stoneward. I was going to say Stoneward. I was actually going to go Will Shape. That was actually what I was thinking, like the sense of that adventure. I think both of those mm-hmm. kind of fit. Interesting that they share a surge. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I don't know. Both are probably good options. I just always don't know to think about people that becoming radiants that have like, you know, old shards. I'm kind of, con- I never know what to think about yeah. what's going to happen like that. I, I think are kind of like, because like she just has the plate yeah right? it's like the mm-hmm. blade's the yeah. big problem so mm-hmm. and and there's also the the other issue of like every character becoming a radiant right yeah, yeah. it's but, nice having some but, non-radiance but the plate like does interfere with their powers though like that's why that's why Sessa he never got a suit of plate is oh, if you're right because if you're a radiant it, yeah. at all you can't use it with the plate oh, good point mm-hmm. i i think that i mean i'd be fine with her not becoming one i kind of I have a feeling that the sleepless would be unhappy with someone who knows about the dawn shards becoming a radiant, and even, even a if friend. it yeah. isn't written. Debatable. Yeah. But I don't. I mean, that's just a gut feeling. I obviously don't have. I don't know that for I mean, sure. If the but... spren knows about it, that could be a problem long term because mm-hmm. they live a long time, mm-hmm. uh, and humans don't. <laughs> uh, so yeah. 
The spread might know what Don Shards are. <laughs> they, 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 they might. Uh, so do we want to like talk about Nickley and the Sleepless? Uh, we, and I know listeners, you want us to talk about the Don Shard, but the here's the thing with the Don Shard. The Don Shard is that the paragraph about the Don Shard is so mind blowing that like that is a show. So yeah, yeah. Like we're, we'll we'll get there. That's why we're doing two. It was it was yeah. really. We funny. have an episode about Don Shard and then an episode about Don Shards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so funny because Grace messaged me. It's like, hey, so she's like a little bit of the way into it. So ah, so one's gonna be one podcast is gonna be general thoughts and the other is gonna be about like Laura. I'm like, well, kind of. And then she gets to the end. It's like, okay, so one of the episodes is on the Don Shard. I'm like, there you go. That's that, that's what it is. <laughs> yep. Exactly. One one episode is on like two hundred and sixty eight of the two hundred sixty nine <laughs> pages of this book. It's true though, it's, but there's a, there's so much to unpack there, and that's going to be very pedantic. But the sleepless, we get to see the sleepless again, and we get a viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it was so great to get that so early too. Oh yeah, shocking. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Holy crap! Then you're worried, uh, cause mm. we we now learn about the the different swarms. Uh, I like their long names, like yes. Arclomadarian and Nucleosorm and all the rest. They're just yeah. fun to say. So. It's more like that high fantasy sort of like weird names that are just like ah uh, mm. yes, foreign and exotic. Like yeah, I like it. We got message. a fair number of wobs about the sleepless now yeah too. brandon literally on that yeah. release night was just like pumping out annotations just answering stuff it was just like whoa this is this is like 10 p.m pacific my time and so it's just like yeah. real late <laughs> yeah i woke um, up and there were like oh wow that's a lot of words <laughs> brandon it's like brandon brandon was i i think brandon is going to miss being able to talk with fans about the books like in and like meet fans in person this tour so he does like blabbing he re- yeah. yeah he does like blabbing. he's just like, like i'm he, doing a third annotation it's fun hey what's up he he gets maybe just as excited about new releases as we do only so. in a different way <laughs> so uh but so do we do we want to talk about nickly specifically first or do let, let's do let's talk about nickly and then we'll let's talk about, about sleepless. yeah 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 because the the general sleepless stuff is a lot about the words of brandon that brandon said on the release mm-hmm. but i really liked nickly when we got that point of view from him afterwards i was just like obviously all the stuff about the sleepless was really cool and mind-blowing but yeah. my main thought was like no risen is your friend don't try to kill her yeah like, and nickly's like trying to like convince the sleepless no, let's let's not like murder them. Like let's let's. I'll, I'll try again. I'll try. I I I can do it. And it's like you see that he cares and he does care at the end. It's like oh, that's really nice. It, it was kind of funny because he's like, I'm really coming to like this human. They're like, this is not unexpected. Don't worry, you can still kill them. <laughs> <laughs> the other sleepless are kind of terrifying for sure. More so than regular sleepless. Oh, I mean they they did end up agreeing to like. A lot of his terms and a lot of Risen's terms, so they're not that bad, you know, except for the true traitors. Oh, yeah. And and he's the youngest of the Sleepless, which is still hundreds of years old. Yeah, only 400 years old or something. What a baby. Well, at least 400 years. Probably a bit older. Yeah, because he was about 400 years when he met 
long brow. Oh right. yeah, I, I love that we got long brow straights. It's on the map. You could you can look at the Roshar map uh, and look at the long brow straights. That's and a dude. What they were called before four hundred years ago, and go, huh? I don't know, <laughs> but long brow was there. I mean, it's like what were the straits of Gibraltar beforehand? Uh, before like Gibraltar was a thing. It was all one continent, and the plates moved apart. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that geology joke, there, David. I, I like how you're bringing your uh, specialized knowledge in there you here. Go. Uh, <laughs> I'm here for. You want to talk about Krem? Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's how you know when Shardcast when we're deep in another Cosmere drought, and David's like, "Okay, let's talk about Krem. We'll call it Kremcast. It's all about Krem." Uh, <laughs> But we don't have to do that for a while. We have plenty to talk about. <laughs> I liked Nickley. Like he was an interesting key point. And like knowing he was a sleepless, like once that gets revealed, like his character makes more sense from Risen's perspective. Absolutely. It's like the little things that like, okay, like I understand why you're saying that now. If you um, forgot, yeah. Sleepless were an edge dancer. That's what Arklo was. Uh, but mm-hmm. we we haven't seen much of them. We sure saw a lot more of them here. And mm-hmm. just having our characters discuss and like span read mm-hmm. to Yasna. Like I thought that was really smart uh, and mm-hmm. interesting about like, mm-hmm. dude, what is up with this crap? Uh, and Yasna's like, hmm, ah, that is a good idea. It's like, oh, that's high praise. All right, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm noting that Yasna does not say that to no one. It's like, no, that's true. Because Rissen was smart. Like, is it an enemy fused? Like, that, that's a very reasonable thing to think. Yep. yep. You don't that think bug creatures. Idea. Yeah. And then One... I, I liked at the end with Nickley when they're in the negotiations and Rissen's kind of like, like, he's the same person I got to know. Like, yeah. he's sure he's this bug monster thing, but like, <laughs> he's the same person that I've spent these past few months with. And like, that's someone I can negotiate with. And that's yeah. someone who like, yeah. doesn't want me dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One one Nickley moment that I found particularly funny was when I think they were yeah, they were on the island uh and uh-huh. they had just discovered uh the the thing with the aluminum that Huyo had done with the conjoined fabrials. And mm-hmm. and so they were testing things, they were experimenting, and then at the very end, uh Nickley's like just in case something happens to this expedition <laughs> by some random chance, uh you should probably mm-hmm. tell other people about this. <laughs> Yeah. He did it like twice too. Like he was like, really send a message to somebody about this discovery. <laughs> so you can tell Nickley Nickley likes the humans, but and is worried. So Arjun, it sounds sounds like you you don't want to just talk about Nickley. You want to talk about the sleepless. So so give no, us Nickley, a lowdown on the sleepless. Nickley's boring. The sleepless are interesting. Um, they don't so just the, put me to sleep. <laughs> um. So the sleepless are. <laughs> thousand bugs in a trench coat people uh we first met one of them arklo in edge dancer and we now met nickley and we met uh, a few others and so they are they're kind of like a hive mind but not exactly a hive mind right so they're they're still a single each one of the each swarm is still a single mind uh although it sounds like every like individual component has a little bit of autonomy lowercase to it (laughs) You gotta I mean, specify these things, man. You, you kind of do. You kind of do. <laughs> and they are—they're very, very old. They can 
evolve so they can kind of breed and evolve their own swarm their own hordlings they call them um to like to produce different adaptations uh nickly the youngest of the swarms on rashar of which there are 24 only only 24 bug people on rashar although there are more out in the Cosmere. Yeah. 24 bug people is plenty of bug people for me. (laughs) Especially because, like, they can make a fake Sanfid, and there are probably a lot more of those in that swarm. Like, that was just one part of one swarm. It's like, ooh, 24 swarms, that's that's fine. It's totally fine. Some of them are huge. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they, they must be. And going off the breeding, the hordlings, uh, it was interesting, one, that uh, Nickley's like, hey, we're not from uh, Roshar, so we call them Hordlings and not Kremlings. Come on. Uh, but also, uh, I, I was wondering, reading this, like, what the crap was up with the, like, the big creatures of Amia, and it's just like, oh, no, they're just really specialized Hordlings, like the Hordlings that take take away the Surge Binding. It's like, oh, and then it's connected with the Larkin, which take the Investiture. It's like, oh, cute. I like that. That's... It's bringing it back. Uh, there was a good mm-hmm. scene where, it, like, I think it's when when Huyo summons his uh, shard hammer for the first time yeah. and like smacks it into one of those giant creatures, and it immediately cuts back to Nickley, and he like winces, and he's like, "They're doing a pretty good job up there." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yep, yep. We know they have some control over their like the, their current body's ability. Like Nickley can turn off his sense of smell, for example. Mm. Uh, which is presumably just like he somehow disconnects or disables some of the hordlings that make up this stuff, right? His body. What else do we know about them? Sometimes their eyes don't really work. They're yeah, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes they have fake eyes. Frankly. And he was very proud of his eyes, too. Yep. Which is very yep. funny. Uh, yep. and, and we learned in a word of Brandon that Brandon said... Originally, he wasn't going to have Sleepless be able to imitate humans, but uh, the Rosharan ones can, and so they can be more involved with Roshar directly. But he did say that mm-hmm. the other Sleepless elsewhere uh, cannot imitate humans, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're also, their hordlings are also more spider-like. Well, well point of order. Mm-hmm. The first swarm that arrived on Roshar... Yeah had hordlings that were more spider-like. So presumably that okay, is okay. what's his face. Uh, the first. Yelmizathen right? Yel or something yeah, like that. I don't know. It, we're just going to call him the first. Yelum. It's like Yelum. It's the last desolation. He's the first. Uh, the first of the swarm. It's terrifying. Although not, although not necessarily. Like he might be the first now, but it like th- there may have been others before him that have died, right? Because we've seen... Mm-hmm. Either a dead sleepless or just a dead pile of Kremlings in the past. I don't know if mm-hmm. any of them have ever died. I'm kind of I'm kind of now it's, skeptical how, of the how idea. Could you kill all of them? But yeah, I mean, you could kill their current body that they're using at that place. But I mean, they seem pretty expensive. I yeah. think if you I think if you kill enough of their hordlings, I don't know. Well, I wouldn't bring I, I that way, many no. hordlings, you know. Like I would just always have a huge mass that I didn't have there, and I'd bring yeah. one body size pile. And like and as soon like, as you're oh, in no. danger, you just scatter your hordlings and like, all right, I'm out. Like, 
But mm -hmm. it's terrifying that just one of these creatures got to Roshar, and now there's 24 of them. There could be a yeah. lot of more sleepless elsewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the way the way we get new swarms, if I remember the word of Brandon correctly, is that uh -huh. you start with the first one, and it sounds like when when a sleepless is ready to make another sleepless, I guess, um, maybe they like breed extra hordlings just so they have volume, right? Mm -hmm. And then they somehow push away, like abandon some of their hordlings. They become separated with capital S. <laughs> and then this this new pile of bugs somehow develops its own mind or maybe is given its own mind. We don't know anything about that. Mm -hmm. But the idea... So essentially, the first is the progenitor of all of the swarms on Roshar. On Roshar. Uh, either directly or like maybe as it, a as a grand-grandparent. We're, we're going to have all the words of Brandon uh, in the comments. Uh, there'll, there'll be a link to uh, both of these so you can read uh, if you didn't find them on Reddit, so I'll I'll put direct links to them because there's a lot of pretty cool ones. Uh, they're they're good reading if you if you like the lore. So and uh, Nick Lee said when he was separated, he already had like specialized or Kremlings specially like evolved for spying and stuff, which yeah. I thought was interesting. Makes sense yeah. that they that they did that. I I gotta I gotta show this off though, uh, where someone asks. Wait, there are sleepless on other worlds, Brandon. Yes, indeed. Have you seen them, Raffo? It's just like <laughs> screw you, Brandon. <laughs> like it's objectively hilarious, but apparently the uh, non-Rosharan sleepless look completely different. But I mean, it makes sense if you could breed these hordlings to yeah. look like a lot of different any, things. Any any swarm can look, you know, individual. It's it's obviously better for. Uh, on Roshar to have them look like Kremlings if you're spying and so people aren't like, ah, oh, I'm killing that sucker. You know? Yeah. Uh, I bet there's one on Threnody. I don't have any proof, but like bug people just fit the, fits the vibe of that. It kind of does though, honestly. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, the evil's just a bunch of, it's a big mob of uh, sleepless. It's a, it's sure, a why mountain not? of bugs. Sure. That, and um, this is plausible though. Like, <laughs> it's true. But I, I imagine in other places, um, like one of the reasons the sleepless on Roshar have to like try to blend in and and present themselves as Kremlings and spy and things like that is one because there's so few of them, even though one of them thinks that they can just cull the humans easily. Mm -hmm. uh, and and two, they are focused on like being hidden and spycraft and stuff like that. But like maybe mm -hmm. there are planets in the Cosmere where is just entire continents of sleepless where it doesn't matter like they don't need to look like humans they can just evolve for function yeah do we think they're they always have to look insectoid or like crustacean-y or can it be anything i mean the crazy monsters that they had that they were fighting at the end were like very bizarre they were, they were like a well, they, they, like great shell like yeah yeah I, I mean, like, I bet they could make something mammalian looking. Like, I think, I think take if a they while. can make it look like a person, they can probably make it look like a dog. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think the sleepless started off in in some way. Like, they they are like the original sleepless mm -hmm. looked in in some way, whatever that way is. 
And I think future generations kind of just have to adhere to the hard laws of evolution, right? So if, if the very first sleepless uh, was, let's say, a spider looking yeah. thing or their hordlings were spider looking things then future iterations like they couldn't immediately jump to be like snake looking things or yeah, yeah, monkey yeah. looking things right you have to go through the steps of evolution to get there yeah but mm -hmm. i think it's just a little easier since they have a an awareness so they can like it's not really oh, evolution. Sure, yeah. they are it, aiming towards something, it goes a lot so faster. It, it's faster You're, it's like direct breeding like yes yeah yes it's faster, but it still took 300 years to get Kremlings that could look like fingers. Yeah, but it would take, like, I was just saying more like evolution might take 3 million yeah, years. Yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. I'm not talking about the, the scale, like the time scale. I'm just saying, like, you st they still need to go through the same steps. They can just go through the steps faster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting because uh, when, when you read this, you're like, wow, the sleepless are terrifying. And oh, they're on other worlds. That's also terrifying. <laughs> but uh, it just occurred to me that probably when uh, the first sleepless came to Roshar, that's probably the most dangerous time for them because they look very mm -hmm. different and foreign and they can't like disguise mm -hmm. themselves really yeah. well. Granted, like if you spread the creature around enough then it's you're probably mm -hmm. fine but it's still probably the most hazardous so maybe we don't have to worry about sleepless like going through perpendicularities and being like hey i'm on this planet now what's up and it's like mm -hmm. i like that but yeah but like we don't know if did the first come to roshar in secret or did people invite them like did they come like like were they refugees that like requested asylum i think they had a planet get blown up by a don shard and that's why they're really afraid of don shards and there aren't I mean, that I many think that's fair. around i think that is that that is very plausible that they could come from ashen wow. or sorry, someone else I yeah i guess yeah that's i was speaking somewhere else honestly but i guess they could also be from ashen like yeah um, i don't have any good thoughts on that well, there's probably going to be a dedicated sleepless podcast eventually where, where we've where we've thought about this a little, a little more because this is really fresh right now. Now it's like, yeah, here are facts. Here are some hot takes. That's that's what the episodes are right now. I I kind of feel like now that I think about it for an instant longer that Ashen has always struck me as another one of those Yolan clone planets mm. where they're like, we're just going to dump like Earth life on there and call it good. And I just mm -hmm. don't imagine that Aiden Elson was also if assuming Aiden Elson created Ashen was like, sure. I'm going to make Earth clone plus this weird random hive mind species that wasn't on Yolen, and we'll just put it's it here. Really like, weird. It feels pretty alien to me. Like it came from somewhere. Yeah. Like they came from somewhere different. It's plausible Vax. that whatever place they came from, yeah, it could, could be Vax, but wherever they came from <laughs> uh, could have been blown up by Don Shard. And it's like, yo, Don Shards, yo, we are protecting this. Mm -hmm. But what, one other thing about Sleepless uh, was there was a word, Brandon, that Brandon responded and said, sleepless are possible of radiant bonds. And then he says, I believe the back jacket of the first book implies as much. If I remember correctly, you do remember. I remember getting into a lot of arguments about this and uh, on Discord. And I was totally right. So there. Take that, people on Discord. Uh, the implications there. Uh, we don't take any grudges personally here. <laughs> no, not at all. No grudges. Um, but that's just so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is completely insane that they. So, like, did they just sever the bond then? Because, like, if they were radiants in the past, and they're all still around. Wow, that's so interesting. To I think was, about. I was thinking that too. Like yeah. with the recreants, we know yeah. There are, 
I mean, maybe the three traitors. That could be. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about the traitors. Oh, what are the hell's up with the traitors? Like, Arklo is not one of the true traitors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a, a for funsies traitor. <laughs> uh, so Arklo is, Brandon says, not an enemy. They, he disagrees with the, them, like the, the, the first led sleep, the, the first faction. Ah, the first is a terrible name. Um, Just call him Dr. With y. Them. <laughs> Dr. Uh, y. Dr. Y. Uh, but they don't they don't hate him. And then yeah, so so there there are twenty with the first, there's Arklo, and there are three traitors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe does that maybe... does that add up? Yes. Yeah, Brandon yeah, yeah. like does. made it made it work on the, the twenty that they reference includes the first. So there's twenty that are yeah. just the regular sleepless. There's three, three and then Arklo. true traitors and then Arklo who's just okay. doing philosophy. Okay. Maybe maybe what they did that was made them a traitor was like severing the Haldons. I you, got the impression that them being traitors was more recent. I think I have no idea. I don't know. I think it would need to have something to do with like with their charge as being the protectors of the Dawn Shard. Like I, I feel like the sleepless as a group, or at least the, the swarms on Rashar, would consider that to be like the thing that can be betrayed. I but I guess, but then I would say that they thought that Kaza's ship sticking around was a move on Arklo's part. And that seems like that would be a come check out the Dawn Shard type move. Potentially. Because like what what is the other motivation for keeping that ship from sinking it so people find it? It's I yeah. But but Risen didn't think so. Risen thought that the ship survived just because the sleepless were unaware of like all the modern Thalen ship That's protections yeah, against right, Zink. Right, yeah. right. Like but I don't my impression of coming out of low. So I, yeah. I kind of trust them more than Risen, I guess. Mm, well, one of them suggested that it might mm-hmm. have been like he was, oh, our Clomadarian is meddling with us again. Like they didn't But know. my impression coming out of the story was not that. Yeah, I, I, I think Risen is correct, but I think the fact that the Sleepless think it was Arklo is illustrative. That is true, yeah. I, I feel like the traitors are, like, not... Like, Arklo has some differences in opinions, but I feel like the traitors are actively working against the first and that group mm-hmm. of Sleepless for whatever reason, right? Like, that... Like, Arklo can be like, yeah, I'm not an enemy, but, like, eh, I'm doing my own thing. I don't want to listen to you guys. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he doesn't listen to the first, probably. Like, he's yeah. just doing his own thing, but he's right. not actively antagonizing them. Yeah. Generally. Yeah, I think, like, Arklo is more inclined to work with the humans, whereas, like, the first-led faction up until now, like, have been, like, we tried working with the humans. Like, we're just going to focus on protecting the Dawn Shard right now there's, and there's... let them handle... The, the whole odium business yeah. just that so how about we 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 talk about the dawn shard we'll go deep into that in the second podcast but the dawn shards in akana and we got to talk about amia I, I think this is we we have to go talk about amia and we have to talk about the dawn shard in amia okay uh so Risen has just gotten uh, something magical stuck into her brain. Yep, from this weird and, mural. And so, yep. 
Uh, and so Nickley is uh, is talking to her and explaining that mere words cannot explain. The dawn shards are commands risen, the will of a god. The most powerful forms of surge binding transcend traditional mortal understanding. All their greatest applications require intent and the command. Capitalized. Both. Demands on a level no person could ever manage alone. To make such commands, one must have the reasoning, the breath of understanding of a deity. And so, the Dawn Shards. The four primal commands that created all things. And then eventually, they were used to, to undo Adonalzion himself. Itself. Itself. Okay, so obviously there's a lot to unpack there. So just <laughs> so that that that'll, that'll be just the next just you know not nothing nothing big Aiden Alcium shattering I'm sure it's not a big deal anyway so Risen has a Dawn shard now uh or sorry sorry Risen is the Dawn shard fine I don't like that Brandon the Dawn shard bearer holder I, that was one of the other in jokes that I felt was hilarious it's like hey don't make another shard bearer it's like ah Dawn shard bearer like all right that was good I like that. But yeah, so the the sleepless were protecting this dawn shard in this mural, but they weren't the original guardians. the The no, original correct. guardians were the Larkin, the Lancer, lan the Lancer, the Lancerin, yeah, the yeah. ancient guardian, the, the guardians ancient of guardians. ancient scenes. Yep. The guardian of ancients. What does that even mean? <laughs> I've got. I think it's just like. It, it, they are the guardian of this dawn shard, and they used it, and it was used to commit an ancient sin, which was blowing up a whole planet, and that's a pretty big. Yeah, sin. okay, that all right, like, yeah, that or, that works. That's actually killing very god, sensible. killing god. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go, yeah. killing god. I makes sense to call that a sin. So, yeah, I think that, that actually is on the list. It's killing yeah. god. Kill, yeah. Killing god <laughs> is on the list of uh sins. I think. Yeah, that I think mm -hmm. that is on the list. I haven't I haven't notarized it or checked, but. I don't know. Like, I think those two are very plausible explanations for uh, the guardian of ancient sins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying I don't. I don't know if it's it's in the list. I don't. I don't think people put the implied. That's a joke. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Uh, so that that's just very interesting because the Lancerin were all killed in the scouring, right? That's what Yasna said in Way of Kings. In the, they the were believed to have all been slain. Right. Which is not totally true, but the big ones seem to all be dead. So the scouring's pretty interesting. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So in a, in a previous podcast, we kind of thought that the scouring was within like living memory so like yeah. within a few generations because down i remembered mm -hmm. it um mm -hmm. that is obviously not the case obviously right? not the case uh mm -hmm. this this new lore is essentially telling us that the recreants happened and then relatively soon after that I uh, hard to say relatively, but post recreants probably not more than a thousand years later, but like after. Say closer to the recreants than modern day, though. Uh, like, yeah, I would, I would old. definitely agree yeah. with that for yeah. sure. Yeah. But I just don't and, know if and, it's like directly after, right? Okay, fair. I, I personally think it's like very like within decades at most. But I mean, whatever. that's plausible. We don't know, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then at, at at some point after the recreants, people got upset with Amia, 
because secrets, right? Um, I remember this line. It was good. They thought their secrets could protect them, but secrets <laughs> can't hold swords. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good, that's true. That's good line. I'm sure there's a Lightweaver like cryptic joke somewhere in here. Definitely, but. 100%. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so so people got up and apparently with their all the shard blades that they got from the recreants and all the plate that they got from the recreants, just scoured Amia clean. Well, it killed. Was... Well, they didn't scour. They destroyed the fabrials that was keeping it habitable, and then nature took its course. Yeah, that was yeah. such a. That's the weirdest thing. That's I think. so weird. Like we. Apparently, Amy is just naturally crappy and barren, and they had fabrials. Uh, like Nickley called them fabrials, but we don't know if that's what they were. Right? They definitely could have been some other type of off-world magic thing, so, like well, some magitech. When I read that, my immediate thought was Irithero, because mm-hmm. we know that, like. There's supposed to be something in Erythiru that allows plants to grow yep. and it's not working. And it's like, that's one of yep. the things that like is wrong with the tower. So when I read that, my, my immediate thought was like, it's, it's something similar to obviously probably not exactly the same. Cause I doubt Amia has like a sibling equivalent or whatever, but right. probably similar to heck to whatever Erythiru uses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's reasonable. Uh, yeah. It is also worth mentioning that Kusakesh, huh, yeah, who is uh-huh. a very weird kind of spren, oh my God, is, is is not that far away from Amia. So like if we are looking at big spren <laughs> David's that reaction, somehow... that's a David reaction face right yeah. there. <laughs> I, well I guess that's true. I was just thinking more like I've never got the impression that the Erythiru like habitable bubble extends particularly far. Yeah, because like, Amia no, is no, huge, no, no, right? No, I'm not. I'm not saying that Kusikesh like all the way from like I'm saying maybe maybe humans came and like grabbed Kusikesh from Amia and and moved them. Or right? like after. Oh. Whatever happened in the scouring, Kuskesh moved or something. If like, Kusikesh yeah, maybe moved. I was just saying like, Amia would perhaps be a more impressive achievement than just one mountaintop that they managed to do. That's, right, that's a good, yeah, yeah, okay, that's, that's a good point. Island, because yeah. it was huge, and Nickley says it was like tropical, and I was like, wow, that's yeah, really cool. And I'm like, where did the like? Is it just regular main Rasharan continent life that they brought over? Or, like, where did the life come from that existed on that mm-hmm. island? Because they don't just spring all- into existence. With, David, it was all bugs. Planet. Bug palm trees? Bugs. <laughs> all bugs. It's like, oh, it's beautiful. Oh, no, this is this is not beautiful. This is horrible. Bugs all the way down. Bugs. But just think how wild that, that it was this weird tropical island with two different species of immortals it, and yeah, humans. And humans. And radiance. And-, and the lancers that are flying around being mm-hmm. guardians of the dawn shards. I feel like the more I hear about it, the more like this scouring makes sense to me because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, the mainland was just like in chaos from the recreants and yeah. like people picked up clean blade and they were all killing each other. And then over there, those like assholes with their tropical island. It's and, like we like, want the tropical island. We have lots of blades. Little, we like, got guardians this. with secrets like yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what? Well, why don't we go attack them instead? Like, yeah, yeah, that's very plausible because a lot of idiots got shard blades. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. But speaking of those fabrials, whatever yeah. fabrials, whatever, 
the weird storm around Akira. Like, what the hell's up with that? that? I don't know. Like, I think that was one of like the weather manipulation fabrials that made Amia habitable, habitable, but just refashioned into a defense mechanism. But why is Possibly. it working now? Like, why is it working more poorly with the Everest? Yeah, because like, you I told me it was weakening. On. Yeah, like yeah, the, the it's storm weakening is with weakening. the Everstorm. And there Maybe was a period it just of can't time deal with like two <laughs> mega too storms. Much <laughs> well, I mean, no, that th- that might actually be the case, right? Because True. by the time the high storm gets to to oh, Agina, it's it is super weakened. Okay, but that's the Everstorm, fair. like that's ground. Well, it's not ground zero, but like that, that's kind of plausible, ever, though. The Everstorm the is windy, weakened? though. There's no, there's no storm wall. It's just like yeah, watch out for true. that lightning, you know? Yeah, but it's Maybe. like lightning and stuff. But that's not, that's not I mean, wind in a storm wall. It's blowing the storm out of the way. It's just a big, ugly red cloud with lightning. And <laughs> it's, it's a little more dramatic. Too. That. I mean, for it's, all we know, this could just be like a cultivations plan, and she put the storm there, and now she's like. I want Risen to have this, and it's part of my plan, so I'll, like, weaken the storm. Yeah, yeah. but but it, it, it sounded to me, I mean, that anything's possible with cultivation, uh, mm-hmm. of course, but it seemed post-scattering, not scattering, mm-hmm. the scattering, not to be confused with the shattering or the splintering or anything, the scattering. I, uh, I am sure we're going to get the scattering. The scatters of Adenalsium. Uh <laughs> But after the scouring, excuse me, that it was the sleepless who like made all the uh like the big rock spires around Akana and like like they were like hiding off Akana. Kaz didn't Kaza say that the spires looked soulcast mm, and yeah. sleepless can soulcasters. That is one thing they said. Can see a Amian suits. They oh, might have been also can sleepless radiance. So cast. But this was after probably. the recreance. Y- I mean that 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 that's a good question. That's a very good question. Uh, I, I I don't have an opinion on this, but I think there's plenty of opportunity for sleepless radiance to be exempt from how we think of the recreance as a whole. Mm-hmm. That's so weird I mean, to like, think about, though. <laughs> like just yeah. sleepless radiance chilling with our regular knots. Like oh, it's so weird. <laughs> I wonder how. That would even work with, you know, like the proximity thing with the spread. You know what I mean? Like if the sleepless is in its body and then its consciousness goes across the continent and the spread's like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, you gotta stay <laughs> oh, closer. Maybe, maybe that's a limitation of their summoning of blades and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's clearly enough for a sleepless podcast here. There's there's plenty here. But Yeah, but there, that barrier storm is weird because there was also the period of time weird. where it didn't exist, where Krem was still allowed to fall yeah, and cover right, up yeah. the city. And then it turned on. That's some later unspecified point. Those ancient pirates, man. Unless unless the sleepless were like literally lugging buckets of creme to like. Uh, I think it's hard to. That'd be really tough. I'm already impressed by the fact that the whole city's gone. But, you know. Yeah, what's up with Akana? Like, so I'm like. There was so much in the ending that was just like, wait, blink, blink. What, what, what all happened here? Like, cause what was up with Akana? That the Sleepless built a fake city that looked like the city that the Alethi expected. That like had yeah. the somatic pattern that we got from Way of Kings, which is cool. But that wasn't was. the real Akana. Yes, 
because the real Akana was below with the real Oath Gate. So they built the whole fake city so they could build the fake broken Oath Gate. And they let everything else sink down into the creme. I don't know if it was the most effective plan ever, but their that plans not, are not that the best That seems plan. like, yeah, it doesn't seem like the best plan, admittedly. I mean, this had to have been like, how long were they working on that? Like, clearly, this is like, I mean, they were killing people before they even got to the island before anyway. So this is like some far future failsafe. Oh, like, yeah. they've some, been some foresight, man. You just have the yeah. sitting building hordlings. They're very good at building. Everyone knows that. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Evolve them. Evolve Kremlin. Uh, evolve the Hordlings to just poop out Krem, and then it's like, all right, great, we got this. Plausible. I mean, <laughs> plausible. Pos- yeah, that's, that's yeah. possible. <laughs> or, or at least something Krem-like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is up with Amia? Like, what is the relationship with the Sia and the Sleepless? Because, like, they're totally different. And why are they both on Amia? What? Because the humans didn't want they wanted the the weird non-humans on their own island where they didn't have to deal with them except but for I the mean, humans like, that lived on the weird on the island with the weird non-humans happily there are always people who like weird things if you're immortal like you probably want immortal friends who won't die on you that's true yeah and so you find other immortals to become friends with wouldn't they just chill with the spren though i don't know I mean, Spren are cognitive, and the aliens are physical. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I like what? a friend I can punch, you know? Those Spren aren't satisfying. Because <laughs> punching Hordlings is so much more satisfying. Like, it, it's just really, really, really interesting. Just everything with Amia. Like, we get... We got a lot of lore here. A lot more to speculate about Amia, because we... Mm-hmm. Did not know Jack before, honestly. Uh, we, yeah. we knew bits. But now it's just like, wow. Amy is such an interesting place, pre-recreants. Like, wow, what the hell? Yeah, you know, I'm also... really looking forward to back five when we'll probably go to yeah, Amy yeah. at some point. I We better. Wait, but like, what are we going to... That's what I'm thinking now. It's like, if we go back to Amy, like, I guess there's probably some cool more underground caverns. But now we know it literally is a barren... Caverns. No, I mean like in the Herald flashbacks. Oh, we'll probably Herald see I thought you were saying I thought you were saying in the plot of the back oh, five. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Going to Amy, yeah. yeah. Well, Brandon's still saying that these novellas are optional and like like are optional reading. So I'm just like, how are we gonna get the Dawn shards into like the main plot and all this Amy stuff? Because I mean, it, I always felt like sleepless stuff were going to be back half, right? And Edge Dancer's like, mm-hmm. nope. Apparently, we're doing that right now. I'm like, okay. Okay. Uh I mean that that assumes Dawn shards are for Stormlight when Brandon Brandon did say uh, that this true. is more of a core Cosmere book and yeah. we also have a WAP that sweet sleepless are going to be playing a major part in Mistborn Era 4. And now we know they're they're the self-appointed guardians of the Dawn Shard. All well, of that's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm not super worried about that because mm-hmm. like if the Dawn Shard needs to become relevant in the Bat 5, we can just have, you know, a Risen POV or a Yasna POV or whatever, where Risen's like, oh, well, so, uh, yeah, about that trip to Amia back in the front half, the front five. <laughs> Yasna's I just lied freaking out. Yasna would be freaking out because she probably would know more about the Dawn Shards, whatever that is. Like, what? Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. but that's old. Like, I don't even, like, that's old knowledge. But, but, that could but, easily yeah. have been lost. But like my, my point is, we don't 
like if if you are just reading the mainline Stormlight books, you can convey what happened in the entire novella in like a chapter easily or in an interlude because Rizin does it has been she's the only one who's gotten an interlude in every book i think yeah i mean i guess she still will Uh, which is like and now we know why like he's been so interested in this random merchant girl like uh zeth also did oh yeah yeah okay yeah that's true but 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 he's actually a main character he he gets more points I'm like, do we have anything more to talk about, Amy? I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. Do we? I don't know. Do we? I mean, probably. Um, uh, I I don't think in this episode. I think we have reached a point where anything more like deserves its own podcast. Probably. I do. I do find it interesting that there are legends, at least among the Thalen, that so so first of all that Risen at least associates. The Sia Amians, like when she hears Amian, she thinks Sia, mm-hmm. right? And, and even though she doesn't have the vocabulary to explain that, there are, it, it, it sounds like over time, the two types of Amians, the, the two types of non-human Amians <laughs> have been kind of conflated together a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Because she thinks of the Sia and like she recognizes um, Axes by his <laughs> blue skin and and nails and things like that right but also there are legends or at least stories about amians just uh being able to like disconnect their limbs and the fact that they are like literally empty inside and they're just like flesh husks and things like that which are not exactly how the dizian amians work but it's plausible enough that the the Dizians inspired stories like these yeah they're so weird to explain if you haven't seen them yeah yeah i think it's just the fact that you see those sia amians much more like you know those are the types of amians people saw you know the the Dizian are much easier to just go incognito and people are like oh there's one type of amian if you don't want if the sleepless don't want to see you it is not going to see you (laughs) like and it's just like people conflate things like this is why people think the Stormfather is Yezrian or Clack. like people like get confused when they're not up front and in the culture and honestly the sleepless probably don't mind like they might have been manipulating things to make sure like they are getting cut out of the human consciousness because that just means they can work better yeah. Well, it was cool too that they also there was like the separate branching story that was just the creepy tales about Kremlings that multiply in attics and eat people up too. Like yeah. it wasn't like that was completely forgotten. It just kind of turned into its own legend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that was really spooky when they were talking about all the Kremlings. It's like, oh man, they're yeah. they're very spooky. The Kremlings were like you can see a little tiny bit of flesh on each of its backs when it separates. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have the Larkin, and we have the Lancer. Nickley seems to kind of conflate them, right? Yeah. A, a bit. Uh, and David, you asked Brandon this on Reddit. Uh, I did. What, what is I the difference? Was, yeah. I saw he was answering questions, and I was like, I need to think of something now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I went with it. Uh, but let's see. I can, I can read that one. Yeah, yeah. I'll go into mode. 
Uh, it seemed to me from the story there is a strong connection between the Larkin and the ancient Lancer. Would you be willing to answer whether these are the same species by two names or if there's some evolutionary step between them? Brandon, I was a tad vague on purpose. Yes, but you're looking at it the right way. It's kind of the same species, kind of being all caps. So seemingly contradicting Nickley a little bit. I kind of think it's just two different life stages. A little bit. I I think so. Like you need enough spren bonds, maybe, mm. or, uh, or something. So like a Larkin isn't a lan uh, a Lancer, but like given enough prerequisites, it will grow into such a thing. Maybe. Eh. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I was I was in a in a long conversation about this with some people the other day, and I think there are two ways this can work. Right? Okay. Um, one of them is we're just looking at evolution, right? 2000 years ago, there were Lancerin and now because all of those were extinct and only a few Larkin survived and maybe they, they interbred now they're slightly different species. And so, but, but that's boring, right? That's boring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the other one is that there is, so, so we know that great shells pupate and they turn into different things right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we've seen that and so we could be looking at something like that we could be looking at you know tiny dragon wasp things that we call larkin and then they, they grow they grow they grow they grow and then at some point they go and pupate and what emerges is a lancer mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. okay that has long been like my assumption uh -huh. yeah I yeah. think I like that explanation more. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. Sorry, took took a bit for that to click <laughs> in my brain. Right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a different, yeah, okay, I'm with you now. And 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 so the, the one thing that's missing from this is Nicholas says that uh, Chiri Chiri would need to repeatedly come back to the island. Yeah. Uh, my original read, which I think is wrong, I thought that Chiri Chiri would like need to replace uh, her... Uh, mandra mm -hmm. every time i think she needs to bond with more mandras now yeah oh, that's, definitely that's, yeah. That's yeah, 100%. yeah yeah Be because we've seen like massive chasm fiends and great shells with like lots of these quote-unquote arrow-headed spren yeah uh, which are the mantras aka, the AKA mandras yeah um that's it's very interesting that the chasm fiends on the shattered plains don't need to go to a specific place but uh the larkins um i think they, they have to go to the shattered plains it's like that they don't live there their entire lives. Like they come, they go there to people. Right. I think that's their special location. I guess I'm more just wondering why the Shattered Plains are special in that respect to like to bond oh. a mandra there. Like, do you see what I I'm just saying? Think, yeah, like I'm surprised by the fact that there are subtypes of mandra. You know what I mean? That there is this more potent version that lives in Amia. So I wonder if there might just be a more compatible type of mandra that might live in the, the Shattered Plain region that like is more useful for like, a great shell for some reason. Like co-evolution, where like mm -hmm. some mandras bonded with different types of great shells, and then mm. those like evolved together, and now there are like subtypes almost that are more compatible with different great mm -hmm. shells. Um, cool. So my thought was that the ones in Amia are, they specifically are special. Like all the other mandras are essentially the same and then the, the the ones on amia are special right and so there are probably clusters i guess 
of mandras throughout Rashar. And it is around these clusters that we see like the biggest of great shells. And so there's probably in the sea of whatever corresponds the shattered plains in Shadesmar, there's probably just like mandras living there, right? And so mm -hmm. if you are a chasm fiend or if you're any kind of great shell, when you get too big, you need to find one of these gauge-free, free-range, sphere-fed mandras to bond with. Not lavender-fed. And, <laughs> and, and, and if the, the, the bunch over at the Shattered Plains, that, if that's the closest ranch, uh, then you just go there. Hmm. I guess I kind of like the idea of there being subspecies of Spren more than the idea I like that there's just one random pool of mantras that are different than every other type. Like it makes more sense to me that there'd be several different subtypes, but maybe they were made that way. Maybe, maybe it's some cognitive mumbo jumbo that because Spren are, you know, are like the personification of Spren matters, like how people think about them. And so with maybe with all the weird species that were on Amia that like there was like the weird weird perception mumbo jumbo in Amia because there's so much weird crap there. I don't know. I don't know if I like that theory, but like that could over a long period of time and it it sure sounded like the sleepless have been on Roshar for a long ass time and the Sia maybe a long time too, but I can see like some spren being like influenced by those different species right in amia or, or something and that they now it's just like ah now i'm the amian mandra or something i don't know yeah no no i, I actually I actually kind of like that so we know we know from a while back i think from a word of the brandon that old oh no you actually know that from the text mm -hmm. yeah there are spren whose Presented gender doesn't match human genders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems to match singer ones. Right. And so mm -hmm. it's it's plausible to me that different species either like either result in different spren or can affect the way that spren look and behave on the other side. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm on board with like spider people and blue people mm -hmm. making stuff leading weird. to different spren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't I don't know if like the spread considered the singer imagined spread to be different species like this. It's like, cause like a singer imagined honor spread that's like a male in, like it's still an honor spread. Sure. Presumably. It's not a special like subspecies of honor spread. I think so it also, think it also gets funkier with like, with true spren versus subspren. Yeah. I imagine yeah. subspren are more malleable. Malleable to yeah. to perception. I guess like I, I'm just skeptical that it has anything to do with the non-human aliens. I, I have a really hot take going off my previous hot take about the cognitive mumbo jumbo. Alright? Mm -hmm. With the shattered planes. Clearly why would they need to go to the Shattered Plains to uh, to bond them? Well, Sia came oh. to uh, like we have the story of Queen Sa, right? With uh, with the Natan, and so oh, the Natan with the moon. 
Well, yeah. yeah, but that presumably that's actually the Sia Amians. So maybe the Sia Amians were in Stormseat, and that's why the other great shells go over there to. to but you're gonna there. say Don Shard and Stormseat. <laughs> yeah, I, I I thought you were going with Don Shard on the Shattered Look, Plains. Look, there's definitely that. That's plausible too. Okay, like that's that's possible. And the, or the use Don Shard shattered the plains in the presence of a Don Shard changing sure. the spray. Sure, the easy. That, area. Yeah, yeah. This 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 yeah. is this is also plausible. Uh, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Like the Daton have blue skin. There there could there could be Sea Amians there and more in number. And we just don't know about them because they died when. Uh, some poor sap used a dawn shard and destroyed shattered planes. That part's a theory. That's that's not a fact. This this is all. Oh, that wasn't that wasn't canon. That wasn't yeah. a the story. Well, mostly the part that a dawn shard shattered the planes. That is not a thing we learned about dawn shards in this book. True. I still think that's a very solid theory here. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that jumped out at me is I was kind of wondering why the Larkin would have been good guardians for the dawn shard yeah. in the past. Yeah. And my thought was that. As things that ate investiture, they probably were pretty good at mm-hmm. protecting people from investiture oh, from true. getting to the dawn shard. Right. Yep. Yeah. Very. Yep. Yep. I mm-hmm. I imagine the grown lancer and are very good at it. Yeah. Way better than cherry cherry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. As as many D and D players will know, one of the most terrifying things to fight is a Tarask. Not only because it's massive and scary and has a lot of health and a lot of damage, but it's also freaking resistant to magic. Mm-hmm. It also comes back to life, but that's irrelevant. So, so that's a lot of stuff. So, so we we totally want back half Rissen with a Don Shard riding fully grown Cheery Cheery like a boss oh, yeah. and being awesome. Hell yeah, I am into that. That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, with cord on the back, cord on the back. Plate. Yeah, easy, easy. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, just like with the shard plate, she can survive balls. So like Chiri Chiri swoops down low and Kor just like heroically hops off the back. Sure. And like lands in the in the heroic like hero. Oh no, I was I was imagining like like with the spaceship cord is on the, 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 the not the machine gun, but like the spaceship equivalent of a machine gun and just <laughs> mowing the enemies down. Yeah. It's like the fact that fully grown Lanceran can still fly oh, is terrifying. insane. Like, in, and in case y'all forgot, on the Knight's Radiant table on the end page of Way of Kings, this is how we knew about like the, the like the crab waspy thing. Like those things are connected with the Radiance, and that, that is not a thing we've gotten. Like I wanna, the mm. Radiance are terrifying like if you imagine a full radiant blade can shift shapes and it's like oh i got my 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 dragon what's up it's not it's not quite a dragon but it's like hey how's it going uh so you are screwed Aww. it is it is highly amusing to me that a fully grown larkin or a lancerin i guess doesn't do like it, it obviously it's similar to dragon in many ways, but it doesn't have a dragon breath. It kind of has reverse dragon breath, right? It just <laughs> swoops over yeah. the enemies and just <laughs> sacks all the investiture hey, that's, out of them. That's solid though. <laughs> Fighting, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, fused, right? Like that, that'd be very yeah. useful. Just like nope. Oh, it would be. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. That is basically death because that is like all right, shard blade. Oh, now all the fused are dead. That'd be very useful in past desolations. Any uh, final thoughts on this episode? I do have one, and that is that I am 
so I've never been a reader of horror. Okay. Uh, but I'm I'm developing an appreciation for the types of horror that Brandon is introducing into his books. Yeah. Shadows for Silence never really did the thing for me. Um, both Oathbringer Part One with Reshafir, yeah. and then the Heart of the Revel, and now which I think is more cosmic horror type of thing. Sure. Yeah. And then. Eldritch. Eldritch, maybe, yummy. yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then with this book, like I have such a like, like there are two images of the sleepless that are just burned into my brain, and one of them is uh, like chapter six or whatever when Nick Lee goes in the cabin and just like his entire body just relaxes, <laughs> and then yeah. Th- he can feel the cold breeze going like because because everyone's been yeah. outside on a hot day and like they felt the cold breeze on on their skin but well, in it's the like insides it's like, like all, everywhere like in yeah. every cell like yeah it's creepy and the other one is near the end when they're doing the negotiation like well just before the negotiation and, and so nickley is, is reaching for them and like his his body and his face are disintegrating and like half of his face is gone and there are like kremlings just just moving around in there and like ah it's i hate it and i love it it's great I aren't you guys all excited for other sleepless on other planets doing crazy stuff, but they can't imitate humans. But it's like, uh, have we seen them, Brandon? I don't know. Have we? I just keep thinking, like, are there spiders in any other Cosmere book? And then I'm like, that's probably not what I should be thinking of. It's not the best path. I'm I'm just wondering, like, how do they interact with people if they're not imitating humans? I kind of feel like they don't. Like, I think they might kind of just live, like, generally, they're kind of an independent society on most places, wherever they are. I mean, that adds... At least for now. That almost adds, like... I don't know if they're on Skadrial, but, I mean, get a swarm, it doesn't seem that hard to do or something. I don't know. But... I... Yeah? I kind of love the idea of, like, in Threnody, in, like, all the areas where humans, like, can't really travel because of the shades and stuff. Like, there are these little tiny bug-like people just, like, who have, like, a full society there. Yeah, like, it adds to the cosmic horror, or, or just the horror aspect. I shouldn't say cosmic horror. If there's a group of sapient creatures that you can't interact with like easily at all right like if one got on skadriel how the hell are they talk- talking with it at all like it- it's just like oh i'm fighting this mass and it's clearly intelligent uh, and like mm-hmm. doing crazy stuff that is genuinely terrifying yeah because like the swarm can yeah. understand the humans yeah it's just exactly the humans can't understand yeah. the swarm. that's that's really scary so <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i definitely think that the non non-Rasharan sleepless are probably like they're less they're probably like less familiar with interacting with mortals even than the sleepless on Rashar are so yeah. I feel like they're going to be like mm-hmm. even harder to kind of have common ground with you know what I mean like mm-hmm. that's just a very different experience it almost feels like maybe the sleepless on Rashar were more like given the desolations and the dire straits of things that they're like yeah we will fight we will fight whereas the mm-hmm. other sleepless are like I don't care what are you going to do to me? Right? Like, I think that's a plausible reason why they're like, yeah, I should probably like actually interact with some humans, I guess. Yeah. The, f- the fate of Ashen. Yeah. I think is, is a very convincing argument that 
maybe you can't just ignore what the humans are doing in mm-hmm. here because they have so much power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if you they blow up the whole planet, they will definitely get you no matter how many hordelings you have. That's true. Yeah. Uh, it it yeah. seems pretty serious here, especially when Dawn Shards are involved. A- any other thoughts on, on this? This this actually turned out to be really solid. Yeah. We got two final final thoughts before I go. Things we didn't have time to talk about that I thought well, were awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, whatever Rock can do or whatever the Spren are doing where he's able to do odd, strange, temporary bonds with Spren that let him pull a bow or let Cord yeah. and Risen get to the bottom of the ocean faster. Like, that is just mm-hmm. completely out of nowhere and very interesting. Yeah. Give me Horn Eater, please. Yep. Um, yeah, and then the, and the yeah. other one was... Whatever was going on with that weird ghost roar we got from those Larkin skulls, because <laughs> I'm calling Larkin cognitive shadows. They spent their whole lives sucking sure. up investiture. I bet they're hanging out in the cognitive that's, realm. That's actually skulls. true. They they would stick around a lot. All right. Okay. Wow. That's and I, and I feel like they wanted Risen to get the Dawn Shard. Like they're the guardians. They sent, they had a guardian go with, you know, with Risen. And somebody had to have communicated with the Taina that they yeah. were going to take what remained of the Larkins and you know, all of this is plausible. Yeah. That's my crack theory. Um, one thing we didn't mention is we did get confirmation of what happens when trans radiance. Yeah. That's super cool. Like they, they transition and Brandon's talking about this, but but the Mm -hmm. Reshi King, like, Oh, super cool. Great to see that. Uh, and two dust bringers now. So there you go. Double the dust bringers. Double, double. Going off of David's first thing of Rock's craziness, Rock is Unkalaki. Unkalaki have singer blood. Singer blood. Uh, singers form symbiotic bonds with Spren. Like, is this some like residual form thing? Mm. We, you never know. We didn't even talk when we mentioned Cord about her being one of oh, the yeah. the and the the and the yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was just I thinking know. that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so much stuff in this book. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think that's as big of a deal as so I don't think all of the Unkalaki can do that. No. I feel like yeah. it's only no. it's only decided. Yeah, it's only mm-hmm. decided. Yeah, I agreed. Um and, and I agree that it's probably some kind of like weak temporary sprint bond that we are looking at here. Uh mm-hmm. so similar to how the singers can can fully bond with some kind of a sprint and then mm-hmm. assume a different form, maybe maybe the sighted can gain different benefits for a short period of time mm-hmm. yeah also, also like the fact that that's the, a known thing that the amians know about yeah it's like oh the yeah the know about a like lot he has things. like regret about killing one of the sighted yeah like uh, yeah but they also that. they also literally know like cord's family like they know so much stuff mm-hmm. They're watching. Yeah, they might. They might know Cord's family like very directly. You know. Well, it's not so much that they know that they find it important, is what I'm. Yeah. Trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah. It, mm. Oh yeah. It's interesting to see because the novella after Rhythm of War, but before Book Five, is a uh, Horn Eater. It's interesting that we get more Horn Eater stuff with Cord now. In a, in a sense, mm-hmm. because it, it might like build some. Uh, like just Horn Eater lore for us to to mm-hmm. build that on. So like Horn Eater might kind of be like a sequel. I imagine we'll learn more about the sighted and th- and things like that. Yeah, I think Brandon kind of wanted like I remember he was looking at doing either or, and I wonder yeah. if he was kind of thinking about both and was just like, well, I have 
these horn eater things in my brain that I can so sprinkle in here. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think that's solid. Yeah. Lay the groundwork. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I want to know more oh, yeah. about that for sure. <laughs> like Cord was super interesting. Give me more horn eater. Okay. Wow. Somehow we managed to get through this, this part of the podcast without talking too in depth about the Dawn shard itself. Uh, and mm-hmm. it wasn't too weird. So, wow. Give us a gold star. Cause we didn't know how to, this would actually go in practice. Uh, I had I mean, faith in us. In, in reality, the way we avoided talking about the Dawn shard was by completely avoiding that is true that is true we did do that yes uh but we are going to have an ultra in-depth pedantic dawn shard episode next uh i don't know when this is coming out i'm gonna have a busy week of etting in these so there it's coming out when it's coming out before or the before I'm, I'm gonna work as fast as i can to get these two dawn shard episodes out uh this week so that's that's what i'm gonna be doing when i have any spare breathing moment so that's that's what i'm doing so this is already a pretty long episode, uh, and we 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 need to record a second episode, so we're gonna skip who's that Cosmic character. So, uh, mm-hmm. you can find us on seventeenshard.com for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. Come talk with uh, us about Don Shard. You can join our Discord server too. There's, I I did kind of forget how busy uh release day is for discussion, and I was like. <laughs> Holy crap, there's so much conversation all the time. And like, I knew it would be crazy, but like the yeah. 17th is going to be ridiculous. Oh, like, yeah, uh... even, even with even with slow mode on the chat, yeah. it didn't really matter because no. like slow mode only limits a single person from like spamming essentially. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when you have 20 people typing all the time, yeah. It's a lot of messages. Yeah, but uh, we we got we got new Cosmere, everyone. We got a lot to talk about. We're just getting our feet in the water, and yeah, uh, that's that's kind of thing. Uh, you can subscribe to us on YouTube, like, comment below. Uh, no rhythm of war spoilers in the comments below. Uh, let's keep it Don Shard only. Uh, yeah, and if you like our stuff, support us on Patreon. That'd be awesome. But uh, it's a fun time to be a fan. November. This is awesome. Uh, and mm-hmm. if you haven't bought Don Charter, be there soon. So hopefully you have a list of something. <laughs> not, not having read Don Chart, but anyway, you'll be able to buy it soon. So we'll see you all next time. Bye. Also, check out our interactive Roshar map. Yep. Roshar.17Chart.com. Click on Amia. There's not much info on Amia there. <laughs> One but, but a lot of people were clicking there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yes. We have analytics now. Bye. Oh.